0: Hello, this is Bad Vibes. Many people enjoy being home alone. They're able to do whatever they want, with no one nagging them. But what happens when you hear a noise? Or someone's at the door, and it's late. What do you do? When you're home alone, you seem to hear noises you don't normally hear. But what happens when those aren't just noises, and someone's trying to get in? Someone's trying to kill you. These stories are some examples of that. So sit back relax, and enjoy. My girlfriend and I were living in our new apartment approximately three or four months at the time of this story. For clarification, we live in a basement level unit. The one and only entrance is inside our building and down the stairs. However, there's four windows facing nothing but a row of shrubbery and tree line. It was roughly 9 or 10 p.m. She was at work for the evening, and I had the place to myself. Lights on, TV blasting. I'm sitting in the living room, planning to eat trashy and binge-watching the remaining episodes of Broad City. Not long into it, however, I heard a scraping sound from the bathroom. My first thought was, a mouse? Which was the last thing we needed. So I get up to make my way through the hallway, as quietly as I can, so I can catch a glimpse of it. The closer I got, I realized the scratching wasn't coming from the bathroom, but from the window in our master bedroom. My next guess was that it was simply kids playing outside, as they tend to do, or the bunny I seen bouncing out there that morning. Even more likely, someone taking their dog out to pee. I paused, tried to hone in on what I was hearing, and only then I noticed the sound wasn't echoing from outside, rather scratching on the window itself. I stared into the bedroom, when I noticed the sound stopped, and moved to the adjacent window next to it. A smaller bedroom that gave us the creeps, as is, it simply sits dark and is empty aside from a few boxes of my clothing. We never used it. Thinking back on it, it was probably a bad idea. I'm a small girl, maybe 5'2", 90 pounds soaking wet, but I do have a bit of a spirit, and a tad bit of a temper. I had hoped on being discovered that whoever it was would run off. I caught him red-handed, so I yelled out, I hear you, what do you want? The scratching sound stopped instantly. I waited. After what I felt like an eternity, I assumed the coast was clear. I made my way to the windowsill and slowly cracked open the blinds. I don't know why I did this, because there he was crouched, peering in at me with the wildest eyes I've ever seen on a person he was most certainly strung out on something. He told me to let him in. As I was shocked, I almost laughed at his audacity, as if I was just gonna swing the door open and let him waltz in. Using my remaining courage, I mustered up enough to tell him not so gently, no, get the hell away from my house. He just told me to let him in, to which I informed him that I was calling the police and hurriedly proceeded to do so. I even turned with the phone to face him as an added effect hoping that this act would scare him or intimidate him, anything to get this man to leave. Unfortunately it had the exact opposite effect. He was seething, raging and particularly foaming at the mouth. He drew back and then punched the window, hard, repeatedly slamming his fist and palms against the glass. The window started to crack, blood flinging up like a gore-filled movie effect. I was out of there so fast heart racing, slamming the door behind me. So tempted to run out the front door, but I was incredibly scared that he would just come around from the side of the building. It would take no time for him to do so. Feeling torn and trapped, I pick up the nearest blunt object and place myself in between the two doors. I figured whichever one moved first, I'd go to the other. I still had the phone to my ear, urging the 911 operator to get someone here fast. In my panicked state, I also feared that my girlfriend would be coming home soon. I messaged her, warning about what was going on. Eventually, I heard sirens, and not long later, Poundy came out the front door. The police had arrived. I explained to them what happened, and they searched the apartment and the area near the window. They came back with a set of keys that he had possibly dropped, but no sign of him, other than the broken window. They took a sample of his blood that was left on the glass. My girlfriend came home shortly after. Having left work early, and calling the police herself. I'm grateful she did. Maintenance had been notified and they threw up a temporary boarding until it could be repaired. They never actually found the guy or if they did, I never received any update on it. I definitely did not get any sleep that night. This happened in the early 2000s and I was around 12 years old My dad passed away two years before, leaving my mom, sister, and myself. To help cope with my father's passing, my mom took me to an animal shelter to pick out a dog, since having a large dog is something I always wanted. In one of the cages was a small shepherd, husky, huddled up in the corner that right away I fell in love with. When this incident happened, he was one year old, 90 pounds. My mom was working nights, and my older sister was taking advantage that my mom wasn't home and would constantly leave me alone. I didn't mind though because then she couldn't boss me around. Since when she was home she would try being mom and telling me what to do and when to go to bed. We lived in a small middle-class suburb with low crime rate and I wasn't scared to be home alone. So this night I was sitting home in the living room playing a video game and I gotten up to go to the kitchen to grab a drink. In the kitchen I had a clear view through the back door and could see that the garage was open. I headed out to close it. My dog was sleeping in the basement since he liked to lay on the cold floor during the summer months and at the time I didn't think of taking him out with me. I step out the door and make it about 5 feet when I noticed in the darkness a crouched shadow moving in the garage. I froze trying to get my eyes to adjust to make out what the shadow was. It finally hit me when I saw the figure stand up and turn towards me. I was terrified and felt like I had been glued to the spot. I knew this person could see me since the back porch light was on and shining above me. At that moment, the figure started running towards me. I was too scared to move and let out more of a yelp than a scream. But that was all it took for my dog to hear, and the next thing I hear is him behind me snarling and growling. I could make out it was a man but no features as he was now frozen seeing the 90 pound beast behind me. He turned and ran for the back fence with my dog right behind him. The guy made it to the fence and since it was only 4 feet he hopped right over it before my dog got to him. After he got away my dog came running back to me and we went inside where I barricaded the doors. I don't know why I didn't call the cops and I never told my mom or sister what happened. One thing that still bothers me was he had to know that I was inside, since the lights were on and the blinds were open, so why did he risk hitting a house where he knew someone was clearly home? The next morning, after my mom was home, I went outside and finally closed the garage, and noticed that he had been going through my dad's toolbox. I locked the garage and never told anyone what happened. I walked my dog to McDonald's and got him a hamburger and an ice cream cone for being my hero. Here's a short but sweet one for you. This happened about two months ago when my parents went away for the weekend, leaving me and my pets to look after the house. Usually I'm nervous to be alone at nights cause I'm a weak 18 year old girl with a few enemies in the town. There are teenagers who have assaulted and threatened me and things like that. So of course when I'm alone, I get a little paranoid. My parents decided to leave me on a Thursday night which went uneventfully. So did Friday night. Finally Saturday night rolls around I'm playing some games with my friends. It's 2 in the morning and my dog is asleep behind me. The doors are locked and the lights are off and I'm feeling good until I hear something outside. It starts quiet but gradually got louder and louder. Eventually I realize that there's someone outside my house yelling. Usually I wouldn't care. It's Saturday night and people walk down the road all the time when they're drunk. Except this time Five minutes pass, and this person has gone nowhere. I sneak up to the window, and I lift the blind just enough to peek out the window. And there he is, a full-grown man, who I recognize, and later found out that someone in my family knows. He is looking directly into my window, with the most terrifying angry look on his face. He stood in my driveway, facing my house yelling, It's been ten minutes now. I'm a defenseless girl and he's getting closer to my house and getting increasingly angry. I should have phoned the police but at the time I didn't know what to do. I rang my sister and my heart was pounding and my hands were shaking and I told her what was going on. Luckily for me she was calm about it and asked me to shut the blinds and listen to see if he would leave. I couldn't make out any words but he kept going on for 5 or 10 more minutes. Then I couldn't hear him. But I heard a smash. I was still on the phone, and I told my sister I swear I heard something smash, and I was scared that it might be the window or something. My dog is deaf, by the way, so he was unaware of all of this. My sister tells me to go downstairs and check, so I turn on the flashlight of my phone, and I slowly make my way downstairs. I'm basically ready to see this dude in my house, and get killed, or worse. But I check the windows, and they're all fine. All the doors are locked and I didn't see him through the peephole. My sister then tells me that she can hear him around her house. She has two disabled kids, so I was literally shitting myself thinking that he was trying to break in. I asked her if I should call the police, but then she heard him leave, and we didn't hear him for the rest of the night. I found out the next day that there was a bottle smashed outside, and that was what I heard. Even if this might seem as a harmless drunk, me being home alone on this night, Made everything terrifying. If I hadn't closed the blinds and basically hid until he left, I don't know what he would have done or been capable of. I haven't told my parents who we think it was because he lives close and I know that my parents would kill him. Even so, whenever it's late at night and I hear a man's voice outside my house, I always fear the worst. So drunk and potentially well-known man shouting out at me from our driveway, let's not meet. This happened to me last Thursday, and I can't stop thinking about it. I'll start the story by saying I'm a 30-year-old female who lives with my fiancé and our two dogs. I have two huskies, one that is two, and the other one that's four months old. My huskies are not guard dogs to save their lives. They don't bark or howl. These dogs love people so much. My fiancé and his friends would walk in multiple occasions, and the dogs don't make a peep. So anyways, it's 8 p.m. It's dark and I'm alone. My fiance is at a hockey game. I'm in the bathroom with the door closed and the blow dryer's going. So I can't really hear anything around me. That is until I hear one of the dogs howl. I stop the blow dryer and listen, thinking that the dogs are fighting again. I hear a faint knock and the dogs start to go ape shit barking and howling, jumping into the bay window so bad that I thought they would break it. I'm thinking what the hell is making them go crazy like that? Maybe another dog or a skunk? I look out the bedroom window as it's the closest view to the front door for me, Well, lo and behold there are two men in hoodies standing at the front door. They start knocking louder and at this time my two year old husky jumps from the bay window to the front door and starts growling and ramming his body into the door. I'm watching this from my bedroom, as a dog jumps into the door, and one of the men jumps back, startled, looks at the other guy, and they just walk away. I called my fiancé and told him to get home as soon as possible, and they weren't selling anything, because they didn't stop at any other houses. I was so creeped out, and still am. They got for my crazy dogs. So scary man at my door, let's not meet again. This happened when I was about nine or ten. My parents rarely left me home alone, but when they did, it's mostly because they got adult stuff going on, like going to a relative's funeral ceremony, visits in hospitals, or something like that, that didn't want to bring me along because I'd be scared and I would act awkward. So in this case, when they left me on my own, that gloomy evening that ended up scaring me for my life, they told me that they would be back for dinner, but in case my mom prepared some spaghetti and told me to eat it and go to bed if they weren't home by 8.30. They had the door key and begged me not to lock the deadbolt so they could unlock the door without my help. As soon as they left, I began to do my homework so I could finish and play some video games for about two hours straight. I was really into this game and barely checked the time, but when I did, it was already 8 p.m. and this is when my nightmare started. I paused the game to reheat the spaghetti in the microwave when I heard the interphone. I lived in an apartment on the fifth floor, and in order to unlock the main door from the ground, we had to use this interphone. You could unlock the main door with the keys, but my dad told me that they'll still call me from the interphone to make sure I was sleeping or not. I answered the call, presuming that it was my parents. I said, Hello? But no answer followed. Then I continued with, Okay, it's unlocked now. Still no answer. It felt strange to me because they would always say something before coming up, but I thought they were just in a real hurry to see me. That's how naive I was. But things got worse. After waiting 15 minutes I started to realize that it wasn't my parents on the interphone. Because I was just living on the fifth floor and it doesn't take you 15 minutes to take the elevator or even to climb the stairs. So I must have just unlocked it for some random stranger. But I felt like, no big deal, because no way in hell the stranger was going to guess which floor I was living on. So 20 minutes after I answered the initial phone call, someone started ringing my doorbell. I knew it wasn't my parents ringing the doorbell, because not only was the person ringing the doorbell in the most hideous way possible, but they were also knocking on the door. Things that my parents would not do, since they had the key. I was sweating, and started to switch off all the lights, and grabbed a kitchen knife. Even though I had no idea who the person was, I was still too scared to look through the peephole. I just knew this person wasn't welcome in my home. Then I heard a noise, a guy saying, I know someone's in here. No need to be scared. I'm just a hallway cleaner and I just want some water because I'm thirsty. At this point I was about to call my parents so they would come home. But my phone was in my room and we had old wood floors that would make so much noise. So I just stayed in the main door in the dark sweating with a kitchen knife in hand. He's still there trying to convince me to open the door with the same I'm exhausted and thirsty strategy. But I knew he was lying. 1. Why would you ask for water when there's a fountain on the ground floor? And 2. I was pretty sure this was the person I was on the interphone with and that's why he said I know someone's in there because I freaking answered the interphone. But how the hell did he find out which floor I was in? I was 10 and had no clue how things worked at the time, so I had no idea how he found which floor I was living on. Was he spying on me? Did he know my parents? Did he kill them and take their keys? Tears began falling down my cheek, but after what seemed like an eternity, he finally left. His last words were still fresh in my memory. You're not a very polite little girl, and his footsteps faded away from the door. Even though he was gone for good, I still sat next to the door and cried. I managed to pull myself together and wipe off my tears and I just waited for my parents. When they arrived I hugged them and they kind of scolded me for not sleeping yet and I ended up not telling them what happened. I was scared that they would scold me more and forbid me to go to any pajama parties. I was even more stupid at that age. The whole week after I kept an eye on the cleaning staff and I never met a male hallway cleaner. So yeah, random guy pretending to be thirsty in the hallway. Let's never ever meet again. Just a few days ago, I was home alone, minding my own business, studying for an exam. I was kind of stressed out and couldn't really focus on anything, and it was midday. The doorbell rang, so I got up and opened the door. There was a man, in his mid-30s, average build that looked like a construction worker. He asked me if my parents were home, because he needed 50 bucks to fix the pipe. I told him no, that they are not. He asked me when they were coming, I told him that I live with my boyfriend and asked him why he needed money since we already paid our 35 bucks to the building administration. He said those are for other things and this is an emergency, and told us that our neighbors had called him because on our side of the building, the eaves were broken and the water was dripping down on their windows. He then asked me to talk to my boyfriend about the money, and I told him to come later because he was not home at the time. He then told me to make sure to ask him when he came back because the problem was pretty urgent. I closed the door, went to grab my phone to call him. Red flag, is the pipe broken or are the eaves broken? I wanted to ask him which neighbors had called him and if he could give me a receipt on how much exactly it would cost. But at this point I had gotten a little bit scared. I'm a hundred pound girl and I actually look like a kid, which is why he asked for my parents, even though I'm 22. The way he talked was also weird. I don't know how to describe it, it just had like a mean crazy vibe to it. So you know, he could have knocked me over. I felt incredibly stupid to have told him that I'm home alone but he kept asking to talk to other people, and it was my first instinct. Anyway, my boyfriend said he would be there in about an hour. I didn't tell him the whole story because the guy was waiting outside. I opened the door again, and decided I would rather talk to him than make him angry by not opening the door. The door to our apartment was an old wooden door. We lived in a cheap rented apartment, so I didn't feel protected enough by it. There I am. I opened the door, I told him it's going to be an hour until he gets back and I'm very sorry for the inconvenience. He says it's alright and he'll come back later, except he didn't leave immediately. Instead, he asked me about our rent, if we worked, if we were students. To which I barely replied, I work, we're both students. I can't give you any more details, and I can't tell you how much money we pay for rent. I'm sorry. He then asked me if I knew any other girls that were cute, like myself, that were looking for a partner that he is a good guy, a city guy, and it's really hard to find a good girl. He probably took a good five minutes to explain this, and grilled me for telephone numbers of girls who would not hang up on him. I tried to be as nice as I could, and explained to him that I had friends my age that were already in relationships as far as I knew. He asked me a couple more times, but I kept telling him the same thing, so he gave up. He then asked me if my boyfriend and I had been together long. To which I replied we had been together for two years. He wishes us luck. He then asked me which apartment was the administrator's apartment and I told him and he finally left. I told my boyfriend everything and he came home as soon as he could. By this point I felt like puking. I was so scared. I had given him too much info while trying to keep him calm. My boyfriend immediately said it was a scam and went downstairs to talk to our administrator. She told him that he knocked on her door and asked her for $15, and that the girl on the third floor, which was me, had sent him. She also told him that she knew he was a scammer, and that we should not worry. Just be careful. I'm scared. It seemed like he was planning a robbery. Like he got into the building, and he inspected all the doors, and chose ours because it's not the best door in the world. He asked me for money to see if I had it on hand. He asked me about the rent price, to see if we have money. And if we have stuff in the apartment that's valuable or maybe he was just asking for money because he thought people would fall for that but why choose me our apartment weirdly enough it felt like he was nice to me he was calm he didn't try to convince me to give him money but he did try to get my parents and my boyfriend to be his target he seemed to take pity on me nevertheless we've been sleeping with all our interior doors open to hear someone's trying to break into our apartment And we try not to leave it empty for long periods of time. And now I'm living in constant fear. So this happened to me on April 25th. And I still can't shake off how terrifying and strange it was. So I was home alone. Getting ready for my noon college class that morning. And I opened my blinds to let some natural light in. I glanced out the window to see a man in his mid-30s wearing a baseball cap roaming around my property. He had his hands on his hips, walking with a weird bit of confidence. Our yard is kind of like a cliff, and it overlooks 5 acres of a property down below. I live in the Pacific Northwest, so it's a scenic view. I was really confused and thought maybe it was a worker that my mom had hired for the renovations on the house and he was just admiring the view. I'm a bit uncomfortable at this point because the dude walks to the side of my house out of sight. I head upstairs only to see him now roaming around my front yard looking at things, checking out my house, etc. He still does not see me at this point. I call my dad and ask him if we hired anyone to come by the house and he says not that he knows of and tells me he's going to call my mom and ask her and then call me back. I'm waiting for the call when I notice a strange dude's car. It's a white Honda with no license plates, just parked parallel to my front door. The dude still hasn't seen me yet and he's still wandering around. So I take this as an opportunity to remember that we have a security system and I arm it. So if he did try to break in it would immediately alarm the police. If this was some sort of professional or worker, he would have rang the doorbell or at least knocked once. He didn't either. Just then I get a call back from my dad saying neither him or my mom had hired anyone to come by today and that I need to call the local police station immediately. I went back downstairs after making sure to lock every window upstairs and called my city's police station. I explained to the woman on the other end what is happening and she decides not to send out an officer and instead gives me the number to their non-emergency dispatch line. I called the number she gave me immediately and I get an automated message saying, thank you for calling the non-emergency hotline. Nobody is available to take a call right now. If this is an emergency, please hang up and call 911. At this point, I'm really irritated cause 15 minutes has passed and the weird dude is still lurking around my house while I'm home alone. And apparently that wasn't enough to warrant an emergency. I hung up and decided to call 911 again. After getting in touch with a 911 operator, I was asked a series of questions about his appearance before they would even alert officers near me to start heading towards my house. The whole thing seemed really weird. Nobody was in a real hurry to have officers come to my place when I was a younger girl home alone with a strange dude outside. I asked the operator if I could stay on the line with her and she finally after what seemed like forever alerted the police to come to my house. and She agreed to stay on the line with me and I went back upstairs to check out where the weird guy was. He's now sitting in his Honda listening to his radio, either that or on the phone with someone in his car. It was a very loud prominent male voice coming from his car. Then all of a sudden, I hear the voice tone you can hear when someone hangs up on you. And the operator was no longer on the line. I was really confused when my thoughts were interrupted by an unrecognizable phone number calling me. I assumed it was the operator calling me back. Instead, I was greeted by a really creepy heavy breathing. I'm not really sure who it was, but it really freaked me out. I hung up immediately and dialed back 911. I had been pretty calm to this point but that phone call put me in panic mode. I got on the phone with another operator who knew my situation and address before I could even explain it to her. She said the cops were on their way. 20 minutes passed at this point. The dude is still in his car and the cops aren't there yet. Keep in mind, I live in a smaller town so there's no reason why it took the cops as long as it did to come down. Finally, this dude is leaving my driveway right as the cops pull in. They stop him and ask him a few questions. Another cop comes to my door and hands me a sketchy looking flyer saying, It's just a landscaper. He said he has an appointment. I was really relieved and irritated that it was just a dude that my mom had hired until I realized it wasn't. I called my mom back and said, The cop said it was just a landscaper that you hired and that he had an appointment. My mom replies with, I can assure you, we never hired a landscaper. We don't even need one. So dude, who could potentially be posing as a landscaper to traffic people or rob people's houses, That's not me. A few years ago, my roommate and I lived on the third floor on the backside of an apartment building. She was in the process of moving out though. So it was mostly just my dog, George Washington, and I. I knew just about every neighbor from my building. And from what I know, They were all super chill. In order to understand this story, I need to explain the way my apartment is set up. In order to get to the door to enter our apartment, you will pass by my window, which was a very long window in my bedroom. I had never had any issues until about 2 a.m. on a Saturday night. I heard footsteps on the walkway outside my window and saw a shadow pass it. I'm usually a groggy person when I first wake up. But ever since it's just been me, I became more aware of my surroundings, so it jolted me awake. I had a nightstick under my bed, so I'd grab it and debate about what I'm going to do for about 30 seconds. I opened my bedroom door quietly, and I started to notice the front door handle jiggle ever so slightly. Clearly at this point I could either shit my pants, get attacked, or scare the person off. But I chose to scare the person off. I turned on the light outside and kicked the outside door as loud as I could and screamed a string of words that would make a sailor blush. Then I heard footsteps turn and quickly walked the other way. I called my stepdad, who they fully lived close by. He came by to check up on me and wanted me to stay with them, but I said I'd be fine and off he went. The next morning I got up ready for church, not really thinking about the night before. I returned home shortly after and was texting on my phone as I reached to get my keys and put them into the lock on my front door. I couldn't find the keyhole though, so I looked up and I noticed my entire lock had been bashed in. It hadn't really said in what happened yet, so I opened my door and looked in. A lot of stuff was gone, television, computer, jewelry, luckily left my dog there and unharmed. The irony is, I got him to be my best friend and a guard dog. He fills one of those roles. I'll let you figure out which. My brain finally caught up to my surroundings so I grabbed George and ran outside to call the police. They come out, guns drawn, as they cleared my apartment. It felt so unreal to talk to forensics in your own residence. They never found out who did it and in the end it worked out okay. A lot of the jewelry they stole was from an ex That I had intentions of pawning anyway, and the renters insurance covered that, so I got some sweet new technology upgrades. However, I'm still very unsettled internally about that night and day, particularly about the night. I replay it often, and wonder what would have happened if I had not woken up, or if the person hadn't been so easily turned away. It's also very unsettling to know that they were watching me, waiting for me to leave for church so they could break in. Ever since that day, I keep my head on a swivel and pay extremely close attention to my surroundings, particularly when I get home. So to the thieving assholes who scared me and stole my stuff, let's not meet. Last July, I was home alone, and my family was in Riverside visiting my aunt. I live in a high crime rate neighborhood in Los Angeles, It was 4 in the morning and I had just got back from a friend's birthday party, so I decided to watch some television in hopes that it would make me a little sleepy. Halfway through watching Hellboy, I hear the side door to the kitchen open. At first, I thought my family had just decided to come home instead of staying at my aunt's. I hear someone walk through the kitchen, the dining room, and the footsteps stop as they reach the beginning of the living room. I was laying down on the couch, furthest from the entrance of the living room. I could not tell who it was. I tried sitting up to see who it was, but I didn't get a glimpse. thought my little brother was the one that walked in the living room. And so I get up to see what's taking my family so long to get inside the house. I hear footsteps, quickly leaving back out the side door. And I was shocked to realize that the family car was not in the driveway. I get extremely nervous and decide to call my dad to see what's going on. My heart sank when I found out the family was still in Riverside. I turned the outside light on, and I checked how it was possible for someone to get in. The door was spotless, and I couldn't find any signs that someone forced open the door. I checked my pockets to see if I had dropped the house key, but it was still in my jacket. I checked the whole house, and made sure all the doors and windows were properly closed. I didn't think to call the police, because as long as nothing was missing, I was fine, Even if I did call the police, they probably would not have caught the crazy guy, because it's not common to find the junkies, gangsters, and common thief hanging around my neighborhood. The next day, my family shows up, and I tell them what happened. My parents were shocked at first, but quickly got over it. Sometimes I still wonder how that person opened the door to my house, and why none of the house keys were missing, and the whole house was sealed up. The worst part though has to be that the person walked into my living room and I did not realize someone had broken in. So there was this guy in my closet I'd like to not meet again. But I'll start from the beginning and we can go from there. The first time I came face to face with this strange man was about seven years ago. It was a normal summer day. Now I didn't have a terrible childhood but I didn't have a great one either. My mother was struggling to make ends meet and we lived in a really crappy two bedroom house. It was my mother, her boyfriend, my two younger brothers and myself. My mom worked nights and so did her boyfriend so it was up to me to watch my two brothers in the evening. It was just like any other normal summer day at first. My friends and I hung out during the day, walked around our small town and enjoyed the warm weather. Now, for being a small town, there's still plenty to do. Walk through the woods, go to the park, all of the typical kids things. We decided to waste time at the park until I had to go home and watch my brothers. It was normal boring stuff. We walked around, played with a basketball that someone left behind, sat on the swings and talked about our lives and what we were going to do when we got older. It was nearing 3pm when I noticed a guy sitting on the bench over by the basketball court. Now, it was nearing the time for me to go home anyways, and as the man was giving me and my friend both the odd vibe, we decided to leave. As we neared Main Street, which my house also happened to be on, we parted ways. I got home, and my mother lets me know that there's leftovers for the boys and myself, and then she's on her way to work. We spend most of the days indoors, watching TV or playing video games. Around 7.30, my brothers wanted to go outside to ride their bikes. It's just now getting dark, so I agree. They ride their bikes for a half hour. I'm sitting on the curb, looking at my phone, texting my friend about how bored I am, when my youngest brother, who must have been around seven at the time, comes up to me and points over towards our house. I look just in time to see what looked like a man walk inside. I immediately tell my brothers not to worry and continue riding their bikes, as I call my mother, letting her know what just happened. She calls the police and they show up within five minutes, seeing that the police station is only a few blocks away. They do a full search of the home, but find nothing. They speak to my mother on the phone and tell her there's nothing there, and it must have just been our imaginations. Tentatively, my brothers and I go back into the house. So I set them down and turn on the TV. Time flies and I look up and it's already 9.30 and I really got to get them to bed soon. I head upstairs to go into our closet. All three of us share one bedroom, so all of our clothes are in one closet. I turn the closet light on and start digging through a pile of clothes on the floor that we never got around to putting away. I hear a noise that sounds like a deep breath. Thinking it was just my imagination, I continue to pull out pajamas for my brothers. I grab the PJs and go to pull the string to turn off the lights. Out of the corner of my eye, I see movement. I look over and see a face peering out of the large pile of clothes. There's a man hiding under our clothes in the closet. He made a sudden movement, and I booked it. I take off running. I can hear him struggling to get out of the clothes, and I didn't stop running. Down the hallway, down the stairs, knocking anything over in the process, in hopes of slowing him down. I burst into the living room and grabbed my brother's arms, practically pulling them out of the sockets in an attempt to drag them out of the house. We were outside and three blocks away before I quit dragging them behind me. I reach for my phone to call the police, but it's not in my pocket. I must have left it on the couch. So we hoofed it. I drag my brothers behind me in the middle of the night. They are tired and they don't know what happened and I won't tell them. They didn't need to know. They would never want to go into that closet ever again. I get to the police station and they call our mother. Then they drive us home and she leaves work early. They do another full search, but once again find nothing but the mess I made in my attempt to leave. No evidence. Nothing. They basically told me to stop wasting their time, and they left. My mother said she believed me, but of course I knew it was just something she would say to console me. She says I could stay the night at a friend's if I can get a hold of someone, just to make me feel better. We all go inside, and my mom sends my brothers to get cleaned up for bed. I walk over to the couch where I left my phone. It wasn't there, though. It was on the floor smashed to pieces. It was very obvious that it was smashed by a hammer, seeing as the hammer was sitting right next to it. I call my mother over and show her the mess of my phone on the ground. She walks over to the storage cabinet and pulls down the toolbox we have. She opens it, and our hammer is still inside. I didn't realize what that meant at the time, but now that I think about it, that man was in our home, in my closet, in my room, with a hammer, just waiting and hoping for me and my brothers to fall asleep. Let's not meet again, please. I grew up in a very small Wisconsin town with a lot of strange folk. I'm a petite female. I was living with my father and my younger sibling in an average home in town at the time my grandparents frequently came over for shared dinners. I was a senior in high school and for my final semester I was able to leave school an hour and a half earlier than usual twice a week. I relished this time home alone and would often use it to take long, hot showers since no one could scold me for using all the hot water. One day I arrived home early as usual. Even though it's a small town, I'm always very careful about locking the doors. Because at the time we had a young neighborhood boy who thought my dad was really cool since he always worked on cars and would occasionally just walk into our house and ask my dad questions about cars. Weird, yes, but I knew he was still in school at this point and I was just being proactive. So I get home, go upstairs to my room and go into my walk-in closet. This is important. Get into my robe and go back downstairs to the shower. Mid shower I hear what sounded like someone walking down the stairs very loudly. We have pretty thin walls and the stairs are on the other side of one of the bathroom walls. I knew that there was no way anyone was home because my dad always worked late and my sibling was still at school and my grandparents only come around for dinner. But in an effort to try not to freak myself out, I just convinced myself that the clear footsteps were most certainly the house settling. None of this was helped by the fact that our bathroom didn't have a functional lock and anyone could have burst in. I searched the shower for the sharpest, most weapon-like shampoo bottle and quickly finished up. Still uncomfortably moist, in a flimsy old bathrobe, I decided to search the house despite the creepy off feeling that practically everyone on Let's Not Meet has experienced. I quickly ran out over to our knife block and snatched up the meat cleaver and proceeded to ninja my way through the house with the full logical intention of hacking the intruder. I searched every nook and cranny and didn't find anything downstairs. The doors were still locked and since I didn't hear anyone go back upstairs I figured the footsteps were just a figment of my imagination and I calmed down a bit. When I got back to my room upstairs and I'm about to walk into the closet, when I see something that immediately catches my eye, there's something white in the doorway something that could not possibly have been there before. A crisp, white, gently placed, flattened pair of men's underwear. Someone had been, and may still be, in the house. Never in my life have I had such a pure flood of fear. Earlier I mentioned that I had walked into my closet to change into my bathrobe, so I would have noticed the pair of men's underwear in the doorway. I booked it downstairs and sat in the corner with a knife and a phone until my sibling and grandparents came a short while later. They were freaked out. But not too worried since we couldn't find anything else and then it gets weirder later that night i tell my father about the incident and we decide to search the house for anything else out of the ordinary while searching my dad's room we noticed one of his dresser drawers was open and this is unusual since he is very neat and in this dresser drawer we found a newly opened multi-pack of men's underwear with one missing he had gotten this pack a few years ago but they weren't quite what he wanted so instead of returning them, he just left them in the bottom back of his dresser, completely forgetting about them. So someone got in, or already was in our house, opened a pack of men's underwear that was in the back of my dad's bottom dresser drawer, took one of the pairs of underwear out, and gently placed them in my closet doorway while I was showering. Some a weird underwear closet guy in my house. Let's not meet.